I've never heard of this one, but Superhero League of Hoboken. What? Like Hoboken, New Jersey? I, I don't know, but that's what it's, it's called. It's got to be Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> as, a, as a person born in the state of New Jersey, I'm disappointed. I don't know enough about my heritage. You are now listening to Bromance Dawn. Here are your hosts, the king of the pirates, Noah Delmar, and his first mate, pirate hunter, Bill Jenkins. Another exciting episode of the Bromance Dawn podcast. As always, I'm your host, Noah Delmar, with my co-host, Bill Jenkins. Good to be back. And you are you, listening, and we love you. So we kind of took a a week off for Memorial Day. Getting in the studio, trying to get an episode out. Uh, Our episode we recorded last week is taking a little longer due to some technical difficulties, but it's a good one. It'll be worth it. So you're probably hearing this one first. Yeah. The the last one, we had a special guest. We won't ruin the surprise, but he's someone we've mentioned a lot on the podcast, and we got a good topic for you. I guess we could tease the topic, right? Oh, we teased the topic already in the two yeah. episodes ago, well, I guess the last to, episode. Just to give you a little reminder, new Mortal Kombat trailer came out, so we did a little retrospective on Mortal Kombat. And our thoughts and feelings on the series, and we had our lore expert there, our special guest. And it'll be well worth the wait yeah, and the a, extra meaty, production value. It's a meaty episode. Do not come for the jokes. No, it was surprisingly serious, which is interesting for us. I was sitting there trying to come up with jokes, and they just weren't coming. No, it's because we love Mortal Kombat too much. We were just too excited. And the topics were just too heavy. I mean, it's hard to joke when you're talking yeah. about somebody losing 19 pelvises. <laughs> Good times. But today... Uh, you know, in, in light of... Hey, which, which one of Goro's hands do you think he jacks off with? <laughs> See, that would have been a good joke. Bottom left. Bottom left? And he, while he's eating a sandwich with the top ones. <laughs> <laughs> or reading a book? No, he had like a, he had like a scroll painting of Molina. Right, and he, but he never had to... No, no, he would never. The, 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 they hate the Tarkatan. Well, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, so he can, you know, multitask. Yeah. Think about that, though, like lifting. Goro's in amazing shape. He has to do, like, there's not enough barbells in the gym for him, man. When he bench presses, what it, which arms does he use to bench press? Well, you got to use both. It's like, you know, you just get two going. Yeah, but, like, how does that work? Are they well, both how, attached well, it's kind of like a dumbbell. Oh, yo, that, that's good. He would do upper chest with the top set and then lower chest with the bottom set, right? That's right. That's right. I like so, it. anyways. Damn, we should have w- thought about Way this. too much of that. <laughs> let's get back on topic as always let's start with what have you been playing i mean tears of the kingdom of course me too i i've picked up a lot of gear i haven't advanced the game much further than last time we talked no i i just uh i did the zora temple like last earlier this week and i've just been kind of exploring the places i haven't been to yet and getting yeah, i'm doing gear. a lot of side quests yeah um i have most of the Mail quest things done done at the uh, with the mail carriers and well, newspaper carriers. Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, I have most of those done. I found most of the old maps in the in the depths, yeah. which I just found out that all light routes are in the same spot as shrines. Yeah, they they go up to the shrines. Yeah, I'm stupid. Um, so that would obviously change a lot. Uh, but you know, I've, I've just been doing that. The real problem is, I've finally gotten to the point with the controller drift that it's just unbearable. Uh, my, my new controller arrives tomorrow. Did you get a Joy-Con? Or did you yeah, get I, a I, I, yeah, I just got a Joy-Con. Uh, you should have gone for the That's Pro. next. Yeah, get the Pro. The, well, I, the Pro it wasn't, there, there was nowhere to get it that fast. So. Actually, I have a wireless Power A one, the Mario one, that's also really good. I think it's a little bit cheaper. It's like 50 bucks. And I, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. I was more, I want to get it here as fast. Nice. As, I wanted, oh, I, it is. I just wanted to get a controller here fast. Yeah. No, and it, was, it was the fastest. So just a new left. Yeah. 
Um, the old lefty. The old lefty, that's right. Knock on wood, I haven't had the Joy-Con drift issue. I, I didn't, and then when it started, it just went furious. To be fair, I mostly... To be my, fair... I mostly use my Pro Controller now, though. Um, unless we're playing something that like you have to use the motion. Also controls. worth noting, though, in, in the world of games, I believe the pre-release Diablo 4 is out. Yep. Um, actually, our guest from uh, last week, the last episode... Um, which will be next episode for you guys. It's like a Tears of the Kingdom time travel thing. He's bloody He told me it's good. He's the motherfucking... It would have worked. It would have worked, but I fought the urge to say it. But no, he's been playing He's told me it's good. I'm excited for that. So that's probably coming up too. We'll pick that up. So today, just as a fun episode, since we're again, we're kind of between topics... Uh, just waiting for some of the big things to come out. We thought, let's dive back into the recesses of our minds and try to think Ooh. of obscure games or games that we thought were obscure that nobody else played as we were growing up. Yeah, man. And I think I'm going to start... Or even now. I mean, we could yeah. even take it into now, but let's start with Yeah, childhood. but now is, now is a little bit different, I think, because of just the sheer ability to... You know, buy games on Steam from anywhere in the well, world. Well, there's more exposure with Game Pass because a lot of the games, a lot of indie I, games, and a stuff. lot of the games that I would have said that were obscure five, ten years ago, um, they've been remade and put on Dreamcast or Game, <laughs> Dreamcast. Game yeah, that's well, anything that was on Dreamcast is pretty obscure except for like NFL 2K and Sonic and uh, Code Veronica. Yeah, Code Veronica, which also got remade. But anyways, uh, I think I'm going to start with. A game I talked about once before that I just loved as a kid. My cousin had it. Bible Adventures. I know, but I had those. <laughs> I had the Noah's Ark. <laughs> and uh, we had one that was... You actually had those? I had two of them, yeah. Wow. There was, uh, there was No, one was Moses. Uh, you had to go around and... Was that the first person shooter one that no. was like a Doom No, 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 no. That no, was no. Bible Adventures. No, uh, no, but yeah, these were these what they, they were called. They were like Chex Quest was also. Yes. Uh, and the other one you I had the, was the like disc a. In the it was a, it was a couple different Bible stories in the other one. Like Noah's Ark was on it. Uh, Joshua with the Battle of Jericho was, was of on those, it. Like, Chris the, Jericho was there. Was that one of those like off-brand like Tengen cards that wasn't? It was like blue. Official, yeah, they weren't like officially licensed by Nintendo. Yes. Yes. You remember that? I had one of those. I had a Tengen version of Pac-Man, and. Which I don't, I don't know if they made an official Pac-Man on the NES or not, but I'm I didn't sure have they had that one. Have. And it was like Pac-Man was like wearing like, like a hat and a tie, and like a like he looked like he was going to work, and he looked scared. He was like, ah, the ghosts were chasing him. I was like, poor bastard. Just Be courageous, to get, Joshua. He's just trying to get to the office. He's just a good salaryman. Yeah, but the Noah's Ark one was my favorite. Uh, this wasn't what I wanted to talk about. So this is just, but I did have this obscure ass. I just made, was making an offhand yeah. joke. I didn't realize you actually had. I, I did. <laughs> but in the Noah's Ark, you would have to go capture animals, right? So every level, you know, the the plot was you had to had a list of animals and you had to go catch two of them and some of them were easy like the first level you just got some cows but like the cow was in the tree or like you know like it was like weird <laughs> stuff the monkey was difficult you had to like knock it out by throwing a banana at it or something yeah. you would carry it back to the ark great great actually stuff. that reminds me of a game that and then joshua about. had had an item that reminds me of bomberman right so you'd like have like a scroll or something and it was like a time bomb <laughs> and then it would like do like a cross and by cross i mean just like straight up and down and not like and a cross. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah not like a, a religious cross yeah, uh, that, that Castlevania cross, man. But it would be an explosion, but like in a yeah, in, in a cross pattern across the screen. The power like, of Christ compels you. Oh man, that was uh, that was well, you know, the game I did want to talk about. I brought up in a podcast not that long ago. Uh, somehow we were talking about Game Freaks, and it was called Mendel's Palace. Yes, and actually, as a correction to that, it was Game Freaks like first game. Yes, yeah. So and they weren't a part of. Ape. Ape was a separate company, but they did help work on Earthbound. Creatures Incorporated did. Yes. Yeah. And that's how uh, Iwata was involved with it. Because Iwata did a lot of st- he Iwata actually programmed a lot of the first Pokemon too. He helped them fix it. But Mendel's Palace, as I said, the uh, plot was you're like on a picnic with your girlfriend or something. She gets kidnapped and you go to this palace and in every room, you know, you you fight themed guy. And there's like 
like 10 levels and each progressively getting harder. There was like a sumo level, a ballet yeah. level, a swimmer level, one that mirrored everything you did that was incredibly difficult. Uh, an author, what, like a painter one that did like chalk things on the ground. Okay. And certain tiles that you weren't able to push anymore. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've never seen it anywhere other than my cousin having it. <laughs> I don't know anyone else that ever played it. Uh, I, asked, I asked ChatGPT to summarize it, just when I was messing around. That, yeah. like, it wasn't probably around that night. And it described a completely different game. Apparently, it was different in Japan. Yeah, what if it's like, what if it's like uh, the Kazam, Shazam, Shazam thing? Yeah. Which, do you remember seeing Shazam? I swear it was real. That's I. See, this is weird to me because I, I I know most of the other. My ones. wife is like that too, and so so is West. They both swear up and down that it exists. Now the Bernstein Bears, they were never the Ber- Bernstein Bears. I I don't. No, I, I I get all the others. Um, you know, I never paid that much attention to anything, so I, it's it's cool with me. I'm not. I love conspiracy theories, but I, I don't buy into a lot of them. And a lot of the ones they pass off on the TikTok are just people being stupid, like Looney Tunes being spelled T-U-N-E-S. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Because it was tunes and melodies. Merry Melodies was yeah. the other one. Because you think it's a cartoon and probably Tiny Tunes. Yeah, when we watched it, we were little. Too, you, you, so just, you just assume that's what it was. Yeah, it was but since, since cartoons back then were almost exclusively built around uh, a score... Yeah, or, or or the really early days, there was a, like a, a orchestral score that oh, it was yeah. tied to. Yeah, because they had the in the silent movie times, they had to actually play the score in the movie theater. So yeah, so that's that's what was was going on there was um, a play on that. So that one's not real, but yeah, Mendel's Palace was the first one, yeah. and then there's another one from the NES days that I rented from. Uh, I think it was called Sideshow Video. It was on. Uh, it's actually real close to where I live right now. It was on uh, the highway. Uh, just kind of off. We called it Sonny's because my dad knew the guy. Uh, you know, classic porno room and all. But there was this game. You tried um, to peek back through the curtain, though. And in this game, there were superheroes. Okay. I'm going to see if you know it. I forget what it's called. Probably not. Uh, but one of the superheroes was a real buff dude with like a hammer for a head. Uh, the flying dude's head came off like a bullet. I forget what the girl did, and there was a green dog. It was like <laughs> Adventures in New City or, or, or something like that. I have no idea. Do you idea. know who made it? Who? Lucas Arts. No way. See, I, if it wasn't a point and click adventure, then I wasn't playing it. I yeah. played I guess I played like Commander Keen. Yeah. That was a Lucas Arts one, right? I, I think that's I think it was called Adventures in, in New City or something. And that's another one of those strange ones. There were a lot of weird games that I got on like demo discs and stuff back in the day. I had one demo disc that was like, it came with a joystick that I bought. Dude, I used like, to play the hell out of the PlayStation demo. Well, no, I, I mean, this was like for PC. And it was like, you remember they used to do the uh, shareware? Yeah. And it was like 50, 50 demos. So as a little kid, that was awesome. I would just like plug it in and, or put the disc in. And I had unlimited weird demos to play. One really obscure one that I don't know if anyone will have played um, or remember Simpsons Doom. So it was Doom, but you were Homer, and all the enemies were Simpsons themed. So like the, uh, you know, like the, I forget what the name of them are, like the demons, the real buff demons that like go invisible. Yeah, yeah. The, they were uh, they were all Barneys, and they would burp when you killed them. And I think like Moe was like the, the basic like demon enemy. And I think, I want to say the final boss was Flanders. Okay, so just pause. It was actually called Defenders of Dinatron City. Where do you find these things? Like, Well, I, wow. just, I just looked up LucasArts games. And no, I know, I know. But, like, I would never... Well, no, just let's look at, this, look at this, this cover, right? As a kid, just looking at the covers of oh, games. Oh, yeah, it looks sick. Why do you think I picked it? I was like, oh, yeah. that one looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I picked it up. I don't know if it was any good. I don't know if it was bad. I just remember this this obscure game existing, like uh, the, the obscure movie, which oh, that could be another episode. <sighs> yeah, we did the we did video game movies. We could do movie video games one day. Oh, goodness. there's a lot of terrible ones. No, but uh, it was it was Adventures in Dinosaur City. That's a cool one. Mo- movie. No, I'm just saying that's a cool, like, it's a cool idea. Yeah, that, like, like the kids get sucked cool. into the TV and yeah. terrible, terrible movie. Loved it. 
watched a thousand times. Uh, I'm, I'm so, 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 sorry, sorry to, to cut you off. No, you had your fine. demo, but do you have any that weren't demos? Because demos were obscure, but like, was like that one game you loved, like on sixty four, like Flying Dragon. Well, so which we'll talk about Flying Dragon later. Yeah, see, that's what I was gonna say. I, I I had a lot of NES games, but I had a lot of the heavy hitters. I feel like um, maybe well, well, scat? My, my, my two I didn't own, like Scat maybe. Excuse me. <laughs> so scat is like cyber. It's like uh, cyber. I, I know what it is. So. You know the game I'm talking no, about? No, no. But I know what scat is. No, a, it's a singing like, style. Oh, dude, look up the cover of scat because it's I'm like the scat man. It's like two guys with like beep boop beep They have like they have like mullets and mustaches, and they have like flying jetpacks, and they just look pissed as hell. It's like it's like it's like cybernetics something attack team. I forget what the S is. Special cybernetic attack team. Yes. Do you see the cover? Yeah. How ridiculous it is. By Natsumi. So that was that was one of the obscure ones I had. It is worth a lot of money now. It's worth a couple hundred dollars, or at least it was last time I saw it. Because uh, my buddy owns a game store and he got a copy of it, and I saw they were selling it for quite a, a lot. It wasn't really a game that I loved, but it was one of the obscure ones. The Pac-Man game where you were like, Pac- do you remember that one? It was like the new Pac-Adventures or something. Yeah, when they tried to update Pac-Man or something, right? No, this was like on Sega. And it was just like... I had one on PlayStation. Yeah, I know. Like- no, everyone knows that one. I'm talking about... This one was like on Sega, and it was like a point-and-click adventure almost. You had to like get Pac-Man. So it starts out, and Pac-Man's like in his, in his hat and tie... And Baby Pack or Pack Baby is like pissed off because he needs milk. So Miss Pac Man like hits him in the head with a, a rolling pin. He's like, "Go get the baby some milk." And then you had to walk him through an entire city, and it just looped. You didn't point and click on things. You had to shoot a slingshot to get him to do things. So like, if you wanted him to stop, you had to hit him with like a pellet from a slingshot. Now the only game I like with pellets and beans is uh, a boy and his blob. That's also, like, it's not super obscure, but that's one of those hidden gems. Yeah, I still don't know how you play it, for real. I just gave him the Rupert and flew to the moon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, this game was just bizarre, and it was like, everything you would do, Pac-Man, like, you, if you hit a bee's nest accidentally, the bees would, like, attack him, and the ghosts would come and just mess with him, and then, like, you would occasionally get a super pellet, and he would turn into super Pac-Man and beat up the ghosts. But it was a very obscure game. I could only get past the first level. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of Super Nintendo, because I had a lot of Super Nintendo games. Yeah, I'm trying to think in that era, too. I, I didn't have any religious... Pocky and Rocky. Pocky and yeah. Rocky was a good one. I, I, I did, I did not times. have any religious games for the Super Nintendo. That was the one the Bible Adventures was on, the Doom Clone. No, I did not have that. I'm trying to think. Uh, Populous was kind of weird. Populous was like a, a god game. Yeah, we, I, like, think, I think it came we, up in one yeah, of Yeah, we mentioned others. that a little bit. It was by, by Peter Molyneux, the guy that did Fable and like black and white and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of you know, even games I would have rented or something or just came across uh, or anything like my you know friends were always good for having some one random game that you Oh, yeah, there was, a, there was a Mickey Mouse one. It was like two players. You were Mickey and Minnie. And you go through these levels. I don't think I had that one. And my, again, this was a game that my friend had when I was a kid. And we would like borrow each other's games sometimes. And we would play that together. And it was like a Sega game. It was like you were Mickey and Minnie. And you got different costumes. and different. There were like different levels. And like the one level you were like Ghostbusters. So you got like a vacuum. It was like pre-Luigi's Mansion. Or, like there's like a, there's like a level where I think you, I think. I want to say you got, like, it was, like, a circus one, so you had, like, circus abilities or something. That seems but there are a lot of weird, like, Mickey ones, like Castle Volusions is probably the one that everyone knows. There was also Mickey Mania that was really cool. Mickey Mania was You remember cool. Mickey Mania? Yes. I had the Sega CD version, which had the awesome music and everything. How You'd go through, like, Steamboat Willie. Yes. And like, I, I had that it one. It was hard as hell. Yes. It was so hard. That one was fun. Um, trying to, oh, you were saying Mickey games. How about... Oh, there was a Bugs Bunny game I used to play. Well, we talked about Buster Busts Loose. That was uh, Tiny Toons. I know. Um, I have more of the Tiny Toon ones, I feel like. I had the Tiny Toon one on NES. Let me, let me see if I can figure out hard what this was. 
as well. Um, those were good. They were just super hard for whatever reason. Um, I feel like a lot of those games are like that. Like Game Gear, I had uh, a Hulk game on Game Gear. And for whatever reason, in every Hulk game, they're like, hey, we're not going to let you play as the Hulk. You have to be Bruce Banner and then get your ass whooped all the time. And then you can occasionally turn into the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, so the game I was thinking of was Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage. Yes, that one is bad, from what I remember. This game was fantastic. I think the Angry Video Game Nerd did an episode. I on. liked it. Let's see what the reception was. 4.3 out of 5 from Nintendo Power. 75.5 from Game Ranking. Is that the Super Nintendo one or the uh, NES? Super Nintendo. Okay, the NES one's the bad one, then. Crazy Castle? Oh, Actually, in the vein of Tiny Birthday Blow, Birthday Blowout was a super fun game. I remember that one. My cousin had it. See, you had you had older cousins that like live close, across the street. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, I'll, my older cousin, he had a lot of like a he didn't have like when I would go visit my one cousin in Jersey, he was in the PlayStation era, so he had a lot of cool like PlayStation games, but he had the. Like, that was the first time I played Resident Evil 2. He had it. Like, Diablo. My my uncle had, like, an old school... Because he was a nerd. He had, like, an old school, like, LAN connection between just two PCs in separate offices. And we played Diablo on LAN, my cousin and I, and that was awesome. But we'll talk about that in the Diablo LAN party! Um, but, yeah, I mean, the more... I, I feel like in that era, there weren't a ton of obscure games that I got because, like you said... Number one, we were super young. And number two, like, you just go to the store and you go based off of, like, yeah, the but, box art. Yeah, exactly. But that led to a couple weird choices. I mean, Earthbound was one of those for me. I mean... Because, but you have to think about it, you would, you'd, go to, you'd go to Toys R Us and they had all the games on the wall Yeah, when you would take it to, like, the cage to get your, your ticket, right? And you would just... Especially if you could or barely hills. read. Or Hills. Dude, dude, Hills's video game section was awesome. Yes. Even when it turned into Ames, it was still good. Yes. Uh, I want to say I got my Zelda Link's Awakening from one of those stores. From I might have got it from Sears. Oh, dude. I remember, you remember when like Sears had video games and they were always like $10,000? Yeah, but there was only like three games there. Or occasionally you would find one on clearance. Like I got a whole rock band set there. It was like the Rock Band World Tour. I got a whole set there for like 20 bucks. It was like everything. But, but anyways, this, this game it brings us to a, a game I got for Super Nintendo that I thought nobody played. And then earlier I told Bill I was surprised because yeah. it made it to the virtual console. So how can you know it not be? Yeah, or, it's like, a or it's like there are things on the virtual console. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's the only, the only properties that they'll give them for free. Yeah. Uh, but the game was... Oh, God, you guys want Turtles in time? Well, fuck you. Take Claymates. Take Claymates. Well, so Claymates was the one. Or like that weird firefighting one they put on there. Yeah, there were enough said. Oh, tough enough. Tough enough. <laughs> oh, that one also looks terrible. Um, but it was uh, Claymates, which the, the, the plot was you were a boy whose dad invented something, an evil scientist guy, and you somehow turn into a blue blob of clay. What? Yeah, everything's clay, right? And then you're this blue blob of clay... And then within the levels, you can turn into the animals. You like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the characters, the animals got their starts, or at least the cat and something else got their start as the um, icons on top of the fights and clay fighters. Oh. So, like, the cat would run around, would, would run to change the round number. Yeah. So that, that's, it's the same. I thought it was the same. Yeah, I was thinking it was the same company. It, it is. That would have been is. another good one to put on there, clay fighter. I wish. 63 and a third. Give me the director's cut. Yeah, man. Now that they got 64 on there, the sculptor's cut. This, give me the sculptor's That's cut. That's the rare one in the N64 it, Only collection. from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I know a guy that has it. Oh, man. I loved the first one. So I would say a lot of, uh, a lot of Sega CD games I have are like obscure. The, yeah, the whole Sega world, I'm out. I, I don't know. Well, so we already talked about Monkey Island. I played Monkey Island on Sega CD, which is kind of obscure in and of itself because most people played it on PC, I would but, say. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I'm talking no, about no, a no, game no. that nobody can uh, talk to you about. Okay, so two. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which to this day I still don't know what you do. You're like Frankenstein. And you walk around and like... The sprite was terrible, so he just walks around like a brown robe and looks sad and everything wants to kill him. 
But you had, that's pretty a, accurate. But there, but there was like a story, and you had to like go into buildings and talk to people. It was like super deep. Why is Frankenstein? And you had to get like all kinds of items. But I, I only had the disc, so there was no guide or anything. And it was before the internet. And I was like six or seven playing it. It's like, what the hell do you do? Yeah. So that's... that, and then I also had uh, Bram Stoker's. I see a theme. Dracula. Here. I see a theme here. Well, that's because it was Sega CD games. Like, we would go to Funko Land when we went to visit my grandparents, and they'd have, like, boxes of them, like, please take these. They'd be, like, super cheap. And my dad would be like, oh, you can get some games. Here's, like, 20 bucks to spend on games. And I was like, well, I could buy one good game, or I could buy a box of Sega CD games. I, I can get Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Gary Oldman. No, no, this was starring Keanu. <laughs> No, I don't think it was Keanu. They they both might have been in that. They both were definitely in it, but I don't know if it was based on the movie. I think it came out around the same time, but I don't think it was. That movie was weird, man. Um, Wonder Dog was another weird one. Um, You're just like a dog, and you turned into like an an alien dog, and you had to like go hopping around. There were a a lot of the games that were just like weird platformers. Which is why I brought up Frankenstein, because it wasn't a platformer. It was like a beat-em-up, but it was also it also had a lot of like RPG elements to it. It reminded me kind of like a terrible Castlevania. So, um, anything else in that era, like Super Nintendo-wise? Not, not that I can think of. At some point, I'm probably going to try to uh, pull up some kind of list here and just throw some stuff out. I there. feel like I'd have to go through my collection to see... So I'm sure there's stuff I forgot about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that I, I've never heard of. Glover, I thought was cool. So we're we moving into the next era. Oh, PlayStation and 64, I'd say. And 64 and Sega Saturn. Yeah, well, I saw you. I'm, I'm no Sega guy, so. Uh, Mr. Bones was an obscure one I played. You were a blues playing uh, skeleton. And you had to go around hopping through levels. Um, Gex. Gex, I, I played a lot of Gex. Gex um, on 64 yeah, was I'd really got, good. I'd Gex 64. But they also had a Sega Saturn and PlayStation 1 Croc? version. Remember Croc? Croc and the Gobos. But see, I feel like those aren't obscure enough. Like, people will no. have played those. But Gex is a good one. How about um, Mystical Ninja? Mystical Ninja? No, it's, it's, it's too good. I don't think a lot of people played it. Well, yeah, a lot of people are wrong. I was telling this story recently... Um, I remember renting it, loving it, and I couldn't find it anywhere because it was like, I wouldn't say it was obscure, obscure, but people didn't play it. I have it. You have it? Oh, yeah. See, I never I never, I never, could buy it because I never saw it anywhere to buy. Um, and I remember I got my first computer and got into, got into emulation. And the, mind you, this was like maybe 2003. The 64 wasn't that old, and I figured out a way to get Mystical Ninja emulated on that Dell, like, normal computer. It wasn't like a gaming rig or anything. I had to do some, uh, a little bit of setting changing, but I got it to run. It wasn't 60 FPS, but it ran. And that scene where you fight as, like, that giant mariachi robot man, oh, my God. If you've never played that game, we'll have to do an episode on that. We'll have to replay it. That's what I'd love to see on the 64 uh, on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's such a good game. And the, the Super Nintendo one was also good, but I, I, I never really played it as a kid. It was one of those things that years later I picked it up and played it. It was also good, but 64 was awesome. There's something special about that game. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was really good. I thought it fleshed the characters out more than the Super Nintendo one. Which, still, I love the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. one to death. Uh, fantastic start to the series. Or at least in America. I don't know if there might How be How about the before. Brave Fencer Musashi? No, don't know that one. So that was a PlayStation 1. Again, another one I played the demo on the demo disc. And I rented a couple times. It was a really cool game. Um, you were like a samurai. And you had to go save a princess. But the story... I forget who does the voice of Musashi. But it was like someone that was in... Pretty heavily involved in anime at the time. Like a pretty famous yeah, voice actor. I, I, I'm not sure. PlayStation was interesting. I don't know that I know too many. Wild Arms? Wild, uh, right, yeah, I know that. I know Wild Arms is probably 
a little bit less obscure, but I feel like a lot of people still have played it. I was going to go with because I saw it today, and I don't think it ever got the love it deserved. It was on the PlayStation Classic, actually, Wild Arms. The Monster Rancher franchise. Oh, dude, Monster Rancher was great. Taking your CD out to, to, yeah. to, to read monsters. Like, oh, man, I got this Avril Lavigne CD. Let's, Let's see what I get. Let's see what I get. How, about, like how, about, 14, how about this one? It was I, 14 Swayzos. I've never heard of this one, but Superhero League of Hoboken. What? Like Hoboken, New Jersey? I I don't know, but that's what it's, it's called. It's got to be Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> as a as a person born in the state of New Jersey, I'm disappointed. I don't know enough about my heritage. That's that's crazy. That game does not look good. I had I had in time. I thought I had in time was popular. Yeah, well, that's getting into newer stuff. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just going through this list that I have here. Just yeah. What about the uh, WrestleMania the arcade game? I feel like a lot of people didn't play that one. It was like the one that Midway made. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right with that, too. Uh, I think some of the, the wrestling stuff is tough just because there's so many. Yeah, and that's the thing, and a lot of them were bad. Right. So people didn't play them. That one was cool, though, because that was the one, remember, the Undertaker, like, shot out ghosts and how spirits, about, like, hit people with, like, tombstones. How about the upper Razor run through razor blades. PlayStation, the, the underrated RPG, Legend of Lagaya. Oh, yeah. I think it got overshadowed by Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon and Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, see, I was the and probably eight, not because it was all kind of in that time. I was uh, the little kid that was at the store looking at Final Fantasy Seven, going, "This looks good, but it's also like fifty bucks. I'll just pick up Wild Arms for nineteen ninety nine because I didn't have any money. Like, <laughs> I just I didn't have money, and my parents." Did that, you know, I mean, we right. were we were fine, but, like, they weren't buying you. It's not like now where you can afford video games more because they go on sale more. Well, not, ju- not just that. I mean, back uh, a Super Nintendo game. Honestly, Final Fantasy VII might have been more than, like, 50 For bucks. inflation. It was more money. A video game back then for Super Nintendo was closer to 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. In today's terms. Yeah. It was one of those things that, like, you saved up your birthday money or your Christmas money. Yeah. And then you maybe got a game on, like, your birthday and you got a couple on Christmas or a couple, you know, vice versa. Or, like I said, we would go to Funko Land and I would pick up the last-gen stuff. Because that was before EB Games really did retro stuff. Yes. So, and, well, even, and, and that was only good for a minute before they... Yeah, know. before they bought Funko Land and ruined yeah. it. Well, a- Funko Land, man. Anyways. Well, that was back when it was Electronics Boutique. EB, yeah. It was just super Canadian. It was. They still have EBs in what, Canada, what are, you right? talking, what are you talking about? A boutique. A boot. A boutique. Um, I said it earlier, 64. Flying Dragon. Flying Dragon. Flying Dragon. It was, a, it was a, two kinds. It was two fighting games in one. Uh, there was one that was like trying to be like King of the Fighters with like big characters. Like We called them older, and the other ones were kind of more anime and little. Yeah. Like, it looked like little kid versions. Uh, like but, Chibi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of closer to that, and then the other one tried to be more realistic. I mean, it's still terrible, but it was good for the time. Nobody ever really played the updated version because it was like a straight fighter game, but it wasn't that good of a fighter game. Yeah. Uh, but the other half had like this weird storyline where you had to like get items and things evolved, and it was just this this obscure thing that my neighbor made us play, and we all just loved it. How about the uh, X Men Children of the Atom? I, I know it, but I, I don't know much about that it. Was, uh, that was one of the ones I had. It was like, I think I had it on PC. It was just a weird, obscure like fighting game. It was like the predecessor to like Marvel superheroes, which would later be the predecessor, or like the precursor to Marvel vs. Capcom. So, same fighting style, was just all X-Men characters. I remember Omega Red was a fucking beast. Omega Red is tough. Yeah, man. He was, he was, he was a good fighter in that one. Yeah, but they, I feel like that's tough. one one a lot of people probably didn't play. I never played it again, but I I know about it because of Nintendo Power and pictures and and yeah. and, and the advertising campaign that was around it. I, I, I recall. Yeah, and that's why I feel like a lot of these are hard to put a pin like in because Nintendo. We we both were Nintendo Power subscribers. I was a Game Informer subscriber for a while. Uh, before Nintendo Power, oh, what was it? there was the, what was the but other I have one? more Sega. What was the stuff? other the other big uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly? Electronic Gaming yeah. Monthly. Yeah. You remember going to the store and getting like like you'd be like I don't know. We always went to Giant Eagle. While my dad was checking out, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, you can go look at that magazine rack." 
And there'd be like a code book. Oh, like yeah. Two bucks. Dad, can I get this code book? It has all the cheat codes for everything. You know, you would just have a magazine. Like EGM. I was never subscribed to EGM, oh. but I got a couple random ones because I was like, oh, man. I want this one. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, Zelda's on the cover of this one. I want to check it out and see what their take on Zelda is. Because that's how you used to get hints. Can you imagine playing, like, Tears of the Kingdom now? Or, like, then? Like, a game that big where you, when you didn't have the internet? No, I, it, that's, it's, it's wild, and, and you're right. Breadcrumbs you had to go on in some yeah. of these. And then you would, even the, the, the hints, you know, these were the days where you still programmed. <laughs> Castlevania 2. You, you, st- well, you still programmed cheats and codes into the game. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Game you know, Genie? Like, like, people, well, no, Game Genie wasn't, that was a whole different. That was a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, that was like modding before modding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the stuff was more built into the game, you know, with like a code pattern. You know, the Konami code did things for certain yeah. games. Or they would say, hey, if you get this rare item, here's how you, you know, and those were the hints you got. It was an experience. To, to, yeah. You know, you would skip to the back of the book to see what, what games they gave you the hints for. Yeah. There was always a cheat code section in all of them. Yeah, it was in the back, yep. And uh, right, right around that stupid um, contest that you would always enter and never win. Yeah. Pull out the, uh, the centerfold. Actually, I... Oh, I know what you were doing with them centerfolds. Oh, yeah. Came, my, from, came from Street Fighter. My blood run cold. <laughs> my memory has just been sold. My angel is a Cammy is a centerfold. Cammy is, is a centerfold. And, that you know, we could do a whole episode on those. We should, actually. I still have a lot of those in a box in my parents' attic. Oh, mine are gone. Long gone. But I, I kept a lot of them because I was like, they'd be fun to look back on one day. Um, we should pull some of those out one well, day. As long as you had, I, I think I had. So when I got my NES, it was bought secondhand. And we got a bunch of old Nintendo Powers with it too, uh, and then I subscribed shortly after. Oh yeah, um, my it used to be it used to be dope because like you would it'd be twenty bucks for the year, you get twelve issues, and they would usually send you a prize like a strategy guide or like or something. Game. Yeah, I got the um, was it the the Master Collection or Master Quest Ocarina of Time, or was that the pre order for Wind Waker? I think that was the pre-order. one was the pre-order for Wind Waker, and then the other one was like the four pack of like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Zelda one and two on on GameCube. One of those was a Nintendo Power subscriber thing, which is crazy. So you paid twenty bucks, you got Nintendo Power and a free game. I don't remember getting that. I had the Master or a strategy first. guide because I remember the one renewal. I got the Majora's Mask strategy guide. Yeah, the last strategy guide I think I bought was. Ocarina of Time. Actually, you know how you said no one ever won those contests? Pretty sure, and I'll have to text him about this later, pretty sure Sean won one of those contests. It was like like his picture was in like a Nintendo Power. I'm pretty sure it was Sean. Or it was someone, one of his friends, Max. No. Someone I know won one of those contests. No, they didn't. I'm telling you, I saw the picture. Pictures are easy to fake. Why would you fake AI? That? AI did it. <laughs> Alan Iverson has been really busy lately generating all this stuff. And making awesome shoes. They're ridiculous looking. Oh, I'm bad guys. Got to pump up my shoes. All right, anything else in that 64 era? I mean, I could probably, if I tried hard enough. Elmo's Letter Adventure. Elmo's Letter Adventure. Elmo's Number Journey. I, uh, I definitely had both of those. How about the, the Wizard of Oz game for Super Nintendo? Oh, that's a terrible one. Yeah, I had it. It was awful. The uh, Well, there are a lot of terrible tie-in ones. Um, Ted Jam and Earl 2, Panic on Funkatron, was one that... Hanging in the aisles looking for Earl like Toe Jam. Well, here's the thing. I, I think what the, Toe Jam and Earl is one of those things that like we think of as like a staple. But we haven't gotten the new... Tur- well, I guess we had one a couple years ago, but no one cared about it but me. No, but I mean, that's like getting the new Battletoads game. Like Yeah. I think everyone knows who Battletoads are. The angry video game nerd make an episode about Battletoads? Probably. Fucking Turbo. Yeah, but here's the difference. He usually gets angry because something is stupid or weird or broken. That game deserves to be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just absurdly hard. Yeah. Uh, As as most NES games were, because they had that arcade mentality. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what else in that generation. 64. I got to have a couple that if, if I think hard enough. Like I said Glover was, was an interesting one. Glover was a good one. Oh, Space Station Silicon Valley. Yeah, that was, wasn't that one of the last games? Yeah, dude, that game was awesome. I never played it, but I remember the Nintendo Power. Yes, so I rented it. It was cool because you were like a little microchip. Yeah. And you would have to go around and attach yourself to different like animals. Robots. Well, they were animal robots. But like you would have different abilities. That was a really cool concept for the time. It was like anything that was outside the box like that, I think, was was kind of unique and fun. Any any GameCubers? (laughs) Custom Robo. Custom Robo. Isn't that worth like $10 billion though? The Path of... Well, now you skip right past the Dreamcast, bro. Uh, the Path of Radiance. Path of Radiance? Where are you getting these? For what? Is that for GameCube? GameCube. I don't know. I never played it. Well, yeah, because nobody had it. No, it was uh, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance. Oh, yeah. J. Herm had it. Jonah might have it. Jonah probably does have it. Well, because I loved Fire Emblem games. Well, we didn't know what Fire Emblem was until they threw Roy and Marth into Smash. Yeah, and, then, and then the first ones they released in America mm-hmm. don't have Marth. Or Roy. Or Roy. Yeah. Roy was a badass in, in the Melee, though. He, he was tough. Um, I'm trying to think of GameCube era. I played a lot of mainstream stuff. Yeah. But that was also the era, too, that like games were starting to come down in price a little bit. And I had more money because I was like a little bit older. Well, so we I older, had, but, but our purchases were more thought out. Well, and they were cheaper too because discs and, were cheaper. And, and we had less time. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not buying as many games as I can play all day. Like now, I, I uh, you know, I do a podcast on this topic, and it sounds like all I'm doing is playing games. But I really don't buy that many. No, I mean with game again with Game Pass and like Steam, like we'll buy stuff on Steam or play it on Game Pass. So what's cool about Game Pass, it's like renting a game now. Like if I like it, yeah, I'll buy it or I'll beat it on there. Um, but no, that era was weird too because it was like PlayStation 2, Dream, uh, GameCube. I had a Dreamcast at the time too, and then I got an Xbox well, You could almost later. say every game for Dreamcast was obscure. Yeah, and I really loved my Dreamcast. There were a lot of good ones. There were a couple RPGs like Skies of Arcadia was really good, and there's another uh, JRPG I can't remember. Can't remember the name of it, but it was also really good. Um, Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star was awesome. That, that's another one that I, I hesitate to put on because it's it's such a known. Well, and they made a new one. Yeah, but, but it's such a known. But I feel like when it was on Dreamcast, no yeah, one played but, it. But again, is that more of a? a well, because they remade it on GameCube. Same with Sonic Adventure Two. You would never say Sonic Adventure Two is obscure, but. Not enough people in had that the Dreamcast. Form, in that form yeah, it was. Yes, right. No, no, I, I got you. Um, but yeah, so I don't know that I played much obscure anything up through the rest of modern systems, and and I, I, I hesitate to do indie stuff too because now, you know, any random game you just were scrolling through and saw could be considered because there's so many. Yeah, and that's the thing; it's kind of hard to like pin pin it down. I would say in that PlayStation Two, Xbox. PlayStation Game 2 Cube has era? to have them, but I, I wasn't a big PlayStation 2 guy. Well, you were playing GameCube. I was playing GameCube. My, my brother played a whole lot more PS2. What about, um, what about Dot Hack? You know, you've heard of Dot Hack, though? I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like an Isekai, but it was an actual game. Okay. So it was like an MMO, but it was like an offline MMO. So it was kind of unique. Um, there's like three or four of them, I forget. Um, I remember getting the first one on a, re- a recommendation from a friend, and it was really good. I got the collection a couple years ago. Um, it, it plays like you're in, like, imagine you're playing, like, Final Fantasy or, like, WoW or something, but all the characters are, like, NPCs, but they act like real people. And that was kind of cool because it was kind of like, um, it was like Sword Art before <laughs> Sword Art, really. Um, it kind of blew my mind as like a little kid because you remember how expensive like MMOs were back then? Yeah, I never played any. Yeah, me either. My parents were like, yeah, you're not paying. I was on dial up until like you're not playing. You're not paying fifteen dollars a month to play. Yeah, they were on. I was on. Wow, I was on dial up until like the the people said, if you don't update this, we're gonna bulldoze your house. <laughs> we played. We played one. It was like a. 
2D, um, like, MMO. And all I remember is it was one of those games that, like, no matter what class you picked, like, I was an archer because I always like playing, like, a, a rogue or, like, an archer or something, as you know from Final Fantasy. Um, I had a bow, but it was so, like, horribly programmed and, like, coded that even if you had a bow, it was just, like, a melee attack. So I didn't have any arrows. I would just hit people with my bow. You do what you got to do. And I just remember we would hang out with me and my buddies and I. RuneQuest. We, <laughs> we would, like, call each other and be like, all right, let's get online. And when we get on, there's a bunch of super high-level people that hung out in the town, which, again, from us playing Final Fantasy, we know everyone hangs so, out on those like, stairs at, yeah. at Limsa. So in the early days of browser-based. See, we were, we were too old. We were too, we're too old for RuneScape. I know a lot of my younger yeah. friends, a well, couple years younger than us, played RuneScape. But we had, we had the, the browser-based that, you know, the, like, like you move one box and then the browser updates. Yeah. And then you can kind of just loosely mm-hmm. chat to people. There were two that, that, that me and my friends, there was one called the Alien Adoption Agency. <laughs> I never heard of that. That still might be around. And then the other one that we got into in, in high school uh, was called Flaming Sword. We're, we're going we're to take a peek to see if either of these still exist. But I remember we like people would hang out in the town much like Final Fantasy, and they were all the high-level people. And we would go out, and you'd be like killing like rats for like hours or bats or whatever. And then some asshole that was super high-level would just come by and like wipe your entire team and take all your gear. That looks ridiculous. It's still here. If, uh, if you guys are listening to this, do yourself a favor and look this game up. Alien Adoption Agency. And then the other was called Flaming Sword. Uh, let's see there were a lot of... Still, uh, uh, try, try to type in Flaming Sword game. It, 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 it could very easily be gone by now. It probably is. Uh, no, I want to say the last I played it, I want to say is when my my kid was born because I was bored and had nothing to do. I'm like, you know, <laughs> let's just see if this, if this this still, uh, if this still exists. Wasn't there one that was like? Oh no, no, it wasn't. It was no, it was Fallen Sword, I think. Yeah, Fallen Sword. Nice. How is this still around? <laughs> oh man, it's still here. Multi-user dungeon. Oh man, it's it's terrible. But that was those were the things like in that era when the internet first came around. They were much worse than any game you could play on your console. But you were like, this is on the internet. This is free. There was one that was like, I can maybe chat up a ASL. Let's go. Well. I, that brings me to the one. There was like a one sponsored by Pepsi or something. You remember that Pepsi Man? No, it was like it was like an MMO. It was like Pepsi World MMO or something. No, I, I don't remember that. That's not real. It was like it was like uh, you just had a character and you would just go to like hang out in the club and drink Pepsi, and you could like decorate an apartment and stuff, and you'd talk to people. Like you'd have you'd have chicks chatting you up. They were probably dudes. But when you were 12, you're like, oh, this is cool, man. That uh, was always the fear was that person you're talking to looks like we look like Which now. is why we played the Ganguro Girl instead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see an episode on those one day. Uh, add another one to the vault that yeah. will never come out to yeah. see the light of day. The, uh, the proverbial spank bank, if you will. <laughs> Frank's Adventure. Frank's Adventure, one, two, and three. W- was Kramer in that? Yeah, Kramer was in that one. I think the third one's the best one. <laughs> this were cool, though, because they had a story. Go to, go to Newgrounds. Does it still exist? Yeah, dude, it's still on Newgrounds. Don't you remember we played it on Discord that oh, one day? Right, that's right. Yeah, go to go to Newgrounds. And, and have we it. do a Twitch stream of that? No. <laughs> then we get canceled immediately. 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 <sighs> yeah, so that, I think that wraps up the, uh, the discussion here around some of these obscure games. Um Hold on now, I got a couple more here. You got a couple more. We're running what about out of the time. Suffering. You mean like the the Coheed song? No, it's a. Uh, I had it on Xbox. It's like a first person, third person shooter hybrid. You're a guy trapped in jail from uh, supposedly killing his wife and son, and all these monsters come out of hell. And it was a cool per- first person shooter. You could turn into a big monster and kill stuff. 
It was cool. That's pretty dope. I remember that one. Turn it into a monster. What about anything lately? Like any any obscure games that you've like picked up on Game Pass to wrap it up? Or like on Steam? Yeah, I don't do a whole lot. We played that Escape Simulator. That yeah, cool. but I, at some point, I, I don't know. Like I said, nowadays, though, because it's so easy and with, with the indies, you know, someone just puts it out there and you, you come across it, it's a little easier. You know, the things we're talking about before were, like, approved by a, a, a developer. Yeah. You know, they, they had a mass market release, whether how big it was, they had a mass market release. So they yeah. went through all the, the rigmarole of, of getting approved and all that. Where, so, you know, certain indie games, you just kind of do it. Now, I, I would say some of the more obscure stuff that lately, like before they put Zero Escape, like 999 and uh, Virtue's Last Reward on Game Pass, and before they got re-released on PlayStation and everything... I would put those in that category because they're from a big pu- publisher, Spike Chunsoft. But I had them on uh, DS or 3DS, and that was the only way to play them. I think it was 3DS and Vita. Or P- well, it was probably Vita. Living La Vida Loca. But no one had a Vita either, so they were kind of obscure. And now the I more think I had a Vita. Them. Did you? Was that the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I had one so I could play my PlayStation 4 on yeah, the road. they were cool. Um, yeah, stuff like that or like... Um, yeah, I played a lot of the Stick of Truth on it, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, see, that was cool. That was like... PlayStation had a good idea before Nintendo, and then they kind of went, went off the rails with it. Until the new controller comes out. Yeah. That they just made that's a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, we're just going to copy Nintendo. Yeah, but you don't, you can't think of anything else random. That you I, I, like I that. can't. You know, my, after my years off of gaming, I, I really just try to focus on the, the big hitters. I'll, uh, I'll give a couple shout-outs to a few games that I played recently over the past couple of years. Um, so Daniel Mullins is a developer. He's an indie developer that came out with some games. He got some notoriety with Inscription. Which you may have heard of. Yes, no, maybe. Sure. I, I cannot remember all of the one-named, one-worded video game names that I've ever heard of. There's a million of them. So basically, all his games are kind of like, they have like a deeper meaning and a deeper like story behind what's going on. So Inscription's like a card game where you're playing it in this room with this mysterious figure. But in between the matches and the card game, you can get up and walk around the room and explore, and you can get new cards by doing that, and it unveils more of the story. So that one kind of picked up a lot of steam, but before that, he did Pony Island. Pony Island's um, basic premise is you are in a... Island full of ponies? No. You're in an old-school arcade, and you play a game kind of like Polybius. It's kind of like an obscure... Uh, arcade game and basically you find out that there's something trapped in the machine because the machine starts talking to you so um, it goes down some twists and turns I don't want to ruin it Um, but it's pretty good and then there's one more the hex the hex the hex is really good Um, recommended for everyone you can usually find it on sale on like fanatical like a Steam sale for a couple bucks, maybe 99 cents. Um, here's the premise. You tell me if you'd be into this, all right? All right, let's go. You go to a bar, and there are a bunch of characters in there from video game tropes, right? Okay. So you have Super Weasel Kid, who's like a Sonic the Hedgehog Crash Bandicoot ripoff. You have a mysterious guy in a trench coat with a question mark for a face. You have like a... You have a, like a Valkyrie type, like warrior lady. Um, you have a fighting game character like a Ryu. Um, there's a couple other ones, and basically you start as different characters. You can explore the bar to get clues to figure out what's going on. There's a murder, and every time you jump into a character's backstory, you play their type of game. So with the Super Weasel Kid one, you play like a Mario Sonic type game. Platformer. Yeah, platformer. Fighting game one, you play a fighting game. There's a guy from like Fallout. So you play like a turn-based RPG. There's like the Valkyrie type character is like 
a traditional JRPG. Um, There's been a murder, I do declare. And every time you do it, you play these different game styles. What really blew my mind is you go through it, and it pulls stuff from your Steam list. You're playing Super Weasel Kid, and as the games go on, the reviews start getting worse and worse, and they actually pull people from your Steam list. And it's like, it's a, like you know, your Steam name. Man, this game sucks. And I was like, when did Noah even play this game? And it, it, It's kind of cool. And then the story is just total, like, mind-bender. The ending's awesome. And there's another game that he released for free that you have to play. And it gives you a code to get into a secret room to get the real ending. So it's super meta. To get the real ending. And I don't think enough people talk about that game. So that and, you know, I can't preach about 999 and uh, Virtue's Last Reward enough because they're both great. All right. So those are very cool games. Mm -hmm. That last one sounds pretty sweet. I'd probably play it. Yeah. If it's on sale, I'll pick it up and... Send you a Steam code. I thought you were going to say they start to pull characters from your Steam list, and I was like, I hope to God not. <laughs> they pull games from your Steam list? I only have, like, three games, and I'm not sure I want any of them there. <laughs> like, like Noah, 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 we're pulling your Steam data. You've played 7,000 hours of Honeypop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right behind you with 6,000. I plead the fifth. <sighs> I plead the fifth with that one. But yeah, folks, I, I guess the, the whole point of this was just to go down memory lane, yeah. have a nice little conversation. They all can't be knowledge-based and, and heavy conversations. Yeah, sometimes it's fun just to have a talk, and hopefully you guys found some new games to check out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, some of the earlier ones I, I bet you can't find anywhere, yeah. but that's still great. Well, legally. If you can find a sweet emulator, it, yeah. it might exist. But... You know, did you play any random games that only you knew? Was it because your parents bought you that random religious game? Or Frankenstein. Or Frankenstein. Not even Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. That's how you knew it was going to be bad. And and again, you know, we're, we're just talking about the you know mass released in the U.S., not some game that was huge in Japan that you just happened to have. Oh, like, like I, Takeshi's Challenge. Yeah, yeah, I don't think some of that counts. No, that's um, a good one. we got to play Takeshi's Challenge. Because of availability, uh, you know, just, you know, just huge releases that, and, and, you know, it might be like Silicon Valley or whatever it was called. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. timing might have might be the, the reason that it's so rare. Well, and it was obscure. It was on 64, which at the time was more of a, it was viewed as more of like a kid system. Yes. The PlayStation 2 was out by that which, time. Which they solidified their kidness with the GameCube, I felt. Well, I don't know. The GameCube had a lot of mature games on it, but... Like Eternal Darkness and Resident Evil and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, dude, you know another one I just thought of? No More Heroes. No you More Heroes. Play no, no, no More Heroes? And you know why I'm going to say why I don't think it's obscure? Jonah loves him. I think he has a t-shirt. <coughs> I just got the third one, which is what reminded me is, of is, it. is that the one where they keep beating you with the uh, light bulbs? No, you have to, like, jerk off to get your energy swords energy up. It was a Wii game. It was like... Um, well, no, but your energy swords look like light bulbs. Yeah, kind of. It's like a lightsaber. Like the long, the long light bulbs that you know, like you would watch. Oh yeah, yeah, like a tube, like like a tube light that you like smack off. Yeah, of somebody. you were hit someone in an indie wrestling <laughs> ring. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, not like a light bulb, light bulb. I mean, yeah. like the long, the long. Yeah, yeah ones. no, that's yeah. And it was like it was like uh, there was another game that was kind of before its time. Again, now that they've released, you know, the third one and Travis Strikes Back. I saw what the hat in time was another one that Jonah scooped up like as soon as it came out. Yeah. He's all about, I don't know where he learns. You ever played No More Heroes? No. You should check that out. It's on Switch. They did the, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get Jonah on one of these. Yeah. Jonah will know all the weird, obscure games I'm talking about. You just, you just get him to talk about something and it'll be. But No More Heroes is cool. You play as like a guy named Travis Touchdown. And he's basically like an assassin, and he has to kill everyone to get the number one assassin spot in the first one. So, like, John Wick, but not as cool. Yeah, he's like a loser. He likes pro wrestling and just, like, does goofy shit. Um, and the characters and story is really good. The gameplay is fun. Um, they had mini games where you had to, like, make money and stuff, like mowing grass and stuff like that. It was kind of goofy. And the second one added, like, retro games for those mini games. And you could ride your bike around the city and explore and stuff. Um, haven't played the third one yet. Heard good things. Essentially, the second one's story is 
something happens and you have to start at the bottom of the assassin ranks again and kill everyone. But they make like a meta joke. And the third one, he goes to space and fights a bunch of alien assassins. So like Machete, too. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I just think of Charlie Sheen in that. Machete too. Uh, but Charlie Sheen's the president of that, yeah, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Great, great, great movie. Um, but as I was saying, I think that about wraps it up. So yeah. let us know the games you think. And again, let's try to limit it to games that didn't suck. Yeah. Because there's a lot of obscure games that just suck. Well, and like I said, check out, you know, if you check out one of these games, hit us up on uh, one of our socials. You know, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Um, or just comment on the podcast. You know, we'll put up a question. And maybe you can let us know your thoughts. We want to get some more fan interaction. We know people are listening. We got listeners from all over. We got a bunch of uh, new listeners in Europe, which is cool. Absolutely. You can call us uh, Pitbull because we're Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. That's all we got. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Listening to this week's episode of Romance Dawn. Be sure to follow us anywhere that you get your podcasts. Check us out at Romance Dawn TV on Twitter and Instagram for updates on Twitch streams and episode previews. For business inquiries and questions, email us at romancedawnpv at gmail.com. The entrance music track is The Chonker by Daphini, and the ending track is End Credits, Loop by Visager. See you next week, set sails for new adventures.